0: Hello and welcome to episode 36. I'm your host Sarah Chapey,
1: and I'm your other host Jake Cooley.
0: The Relatively Relatable podcast is a weekly podcast about life, trends, and advice from two people who have no business giving it.
1: Relatively Relatable is brought to you by Blank Slate Link and to find out more you can head to our Instagram page at Relatively Relatable Pod.
0: So Jake? Yep. <laughs> I'm just gonna jump right in because we do not have time to dilly-dally today.
1: Uh, okay.
0: So we've actually had people say that they would like to hear us talk about this. When we put out on our our Instagram feed, we asked for what people wanted to hear from us. And we had some people say they wanted like nutrition, meal prep. They liked our meal prep episode. So Mm. we're talking about diets today.
1: Yeah, great.
0: So Jake is our resident...
1: Not non-expert
0: about diets and macro <laughs> counting. And uh, last week, Jake and I actually had a conversation, um, like personal conversation about my diet because I was like, I really want to lose some weight now that I'm like back into training. And he was talking about macro counting and things like that. And he just is so knowledgeable and gets so in-depth and knows like the science behind it because he's so analytical and like, I just don't know that. And Mm. that's kind of something hopefully we'll get to also is that like once you know the science behind something, you understand why it works and maybe why it's not working for you. Because I think people Mm. start diets, like you said, like last week when you and I were talking, people start diets, they're not seeing results as instantly as they might want. And so they just Mm. hop off the bandwagon. So maybe now we can shed some light.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I do want to say that I am very analytical and I'm a like a math and science guy like Mm -hmm. in in training and just I've always kind of been (laughs) that way. Um, But I also think even if I if I wasn't an engineer, I would still get into the details because I'm also a rabbit hole guy. Yeah. And so (laughs) to me, like I don't like chalking things up to like black magic (laughs) I like to understand like if you're going to spend a significant amount of of time, energy and a lot of times, you know, money um, to achieve a goal, you want to make sure that the thing that like that your strategy is sound Mm -hmm. and just getting advice from someone on the Internet or paying money for some meal plan or program or something. um, That's never really cut it for me. Like Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to make sure that, I understand at least enough like I when I say I'm not an expert like I'm really not because you can like there are things that I don't really understand and Mm -hmm. you can get super in depth about um, the way that your body reacts to certain things but I figured it would at least be good um, for this episode to do like a top level overview Of, like, nutrition fundamentals from the perspective of um, what do I do if I want to gain or lose weight? Mm -hmm. Um, So, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to talk about like what I think is healthy versus not healthy or like Mm -hmm. what your body needs in terms of like vitamins and minerals and all that kind of stuff. That's above my head, honestly. (laughs) Um, But from just like a performance slash uh, aesthetic slash like, average joe wanting to lose five or ten pounds perspective like mm-hmm. I, I really think we can get most of the way there yeah with just some some easy tips
0: yeah or if someone's wanting to like put muscle on
1: right okay yeah and i figured from you know if this is something that people are interested in um after this episode we can like maybe do some more specific things like mm-hmm. maybe do like a specific muscle building maybe a specific like Losing body weight, what do I need to do, like, kind of things. But um, you can't really get into any of that without covering some of this fundamental stuff first. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it starts to just be, like, pretty overwhelming. Yeah. So um, should we just go? Do you have any any thoughts to add on?
0: No, I'm taking notes, too, <laughs> okay. as you are <we're> talking.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I want you to feel – that's the other thing, too, is if you have questions – uh, you should ask because otherwise I'm just gonna run through this. Yeah, because I wrote out a lot of stuff, and I really hate feeling like I'm reading off a script. So I would rather like have a dialogue about <laughs> okay. it. But I'm so sure. don't I'll don't be in. afraid to uh, interrupt me. But okay. uh, first, I wanted to start off with um, why I personally care about my exercise and nutrition. Um, this is something that is interesting. Like when you get to a certain like leanness. Um, to the point where you look pretty good, like just normally Mm -hmm. people start to ask you like, why do you care so much about the details? Like Mm -hmm. you're already, you look fine. Mm -hmm. Like, why are are you stressing out about this? Um, the reason that I care so much is because one, I have a super active mind. Mm -hmm. So I always put my, like, um, liken myself to if you lock up a German shepherd in the Um, living room all day it's gonna like tear up the couch yeah that's how I feel all the time like like I feel like a sled dog right if I feel like if I'm not constantly like working towards something or like occupying my my brain with something Mm -hmm. um, I'll just like fall into like destructive tendencies yeah basically just like spending a lot of time like watching netflix or spending a lot of time like doing stuff that is not very productive Mm -hmm. Um, so this has just kind of become a sort of like i i always say that i'm just like experimenting on myself which is kind (laughs) of a weird thing but it is kind of fun for me to like learn something and then put it into practice in my life and see like how it actually comes to fruition yeah um so that's one part of it and so i've always that's why that's, for the most part, that's why I'm really active and I exercise all the time. Um, and then the diet thing is just sort of the natural next step in that progression. Um, I figured if I'm going to spend all this time and money um, working out and going to the gym and like really being zoned in on this, um, to do all of that, but then also not care at all about my nutrition is kind of just... A waste you know mm-hmm. like you, you I'm not gonna get to where I want to be or see the results that I want if I'm just like ignoring the fact that I, you need to fuel your body in yeah. a certain way uh, depending on your goals so that's kind of where the the diet thing comes in um, but I also wanted to talk about something sort of personal that I've never really talked about in depth before at least not here um, but not even to a lot of people but I was a really chubby kid like when I was really young. And, um, even though I, like, I hit puberty and I grew out of it, you know, I grew like six inches in three days or something. I'm pretty sure one summer.
0: Like he came downstairs one day and I was like, who is at our house? He's so tall. Like it was, it fell overnight.
1: Um, yeah. So like, I'm not going to try to pretend like I've always had like this constantly running issue with like body weight or like my perception of myself or anything but um basically all the way from as long as I can remember being a kid up until about 7th grade um I was always the fat kid compared to my peers and also according to my peers like what? I I always heard about it um that's you know I got made fun of and we had this basketball camp in like 6th grade and of course you know shirts and skins mm. and I was you know one of the chubbiest ones there and like it's not like i was like uh morbidly obese or anything but this was an age where all of my friends were just like rail thin yeah you know there's like two body types as a kid there's yeah. the super skinny rail thin kids and there's the pudgy kids and yep. you fall into one of those two camps and it seemed like <laughs> it seemed like in my class everyone was super thin yeah except for me and yep. so That's just something that I grew up with, you know. I always kind of had this thing in the back of my head of like comparing myself to other people. Um, And I've also grown up just like... I've always loved movies and I've loved music. Um, So naturally, like from a young age, I always admired people that were like pretty attractive, Mm -hmm. you know. Like you don't get to be like a super good musician it's not a prerequisite, but most, like, really yeah. high-level musicians are also attractive because they're, you know, celebrities. It's part yeah. of the game. Um, same with, like, movie stars. All the movies that I really liked were, like, action movies and, like, yeah. spy movies and stuff. They don't cast just, like, schlubs for these movies, you know. there's It's, like, the stereotypical James Bond, you know, Thor body type. Right, you know? right. Um, so, yeah, these things... You know, I don't think, like I said, that I've had this like super negative like image of myself, but I've always had this sort of lasting psychological blueprint of like a heightened awareness of my my perception of myself and and also like a a slight comparison to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one reason why a few years ago um, I really started to take this seriously. Um, I used to spend a lot of my life thinking like. Well, I'll never get to look like how that guy looks because he was just born with it or um, he's just lucky or, you know, he can probably eat whatever he wants and it doesn't even matter because he's got, you know, perfect genetics or whatever, you know. And, like, I grew up, you know, I played sports my whole life. I was good at football in high school. I wrestled. So, like, I was by no means, like, I had a pretty athletic build, but... um, what i didn't realize was that the difference between just like having an athletic build from playing sports and actually like training your body for a specific body like what uh, to look a certain way are two completely different things like um i thought that just like going into the weight room and doing like my squat bench and deadlift or whatever was going to make me look like a superhero. Right. Um, but it doesn't work that way. It's, it's very different. And so I had to, at some point, um, stop making excuses, you know, and, and understand that these people that have these body types or whatever that I look up to, um, there is some truth to genetic superiority, but there's also more truth to just like busting ass and yeah. understanding, understanding the science and putting together systems that will help you achieve your goals. But um, I really had to accept the fact that it would take hard work and you would have to sacrifice some things and that there's no secret pills, powders or programs, as I like to say, <laughs> um, that are going to solve all your problems. Mm-hmm. Like I got... There was a there was a, a few years like when I first started getting into this that I thought you know you needed to buy all the supplements you needed to have like all these pills that people are peddling or whatever, mm-hmm. and that was the key. And I got really discouraged because I couldn't afford that stuff. Yeah. You know I I had like three hundred dollars in my bank account basically until I graduated college. <laughs> you know, and uh, I'm fortunate that my parents helped support me a lot through college and high school and everything, but. You know, I was convinced that you basically had to be like uh, from an old money family yeah. to be able to like achieve a certain body style, and um, you know, I had some some friends that were really into it in college that s- sort of steered me in the right direction, and that's when I started to realize that it is something that anyone can work to um, to a certain point with a high level of success, like yeah. to get from like jacked average gym goer guy to like. Chris Hemsworth in the Thor movies is a different game, and that's something that you have to understand too. Is that's like a very specialized thing, Um, and those guys don't look like that all the time, right? You'll see you'll see them in interviews like six months after they're done shooting or whatever, and they look completely different, yeah. Um, And it's it's very dialed in, and that's their job. So you know they're they're making a lot more sacrifices than. Um, you and I can really afford to make without (laughs) going insane so Um,
0: something that I wanted to say that like you're talking about you know like genetics and stuff that plays into that Um, it just made me think of like the body issue for Sports Illustrated they shoot the athletes like nude doing mm -hmm. their sport and Alex Honnold who's the free solo climber Mm -hmm. like his like article or whatever he even said like it's really cool to see like what the human body is capable of that like whatever your discipline is or whatever you need your body to look like or perform as you can essentially make your body do that
2: right like obviously
0: like if you're tall you're going to be more suited for a basketball position or you know there's things like that like you said like genetics play a little bit into it but like Mm-hmm. Whatever you need your body to do and function and look like, you mm-hmm. are able to create that. So I just
2: thought.
1: that Yeah, was- and there's also like, you know, no matter how hard some guys try, their calves will never get bigger. You know, like they're <laughs> Is not that that, like, that that should be from an excuse.
0: Experience or? <laughs> yeah, I've got
1: small calves. It but sounded like that you're- doesn't that's that's not to say that you shouldn't continue to like train those muscles, but mm-hmm. like sometimes you know you just get dealt the cards that you're dealt you know and you have to kind of work around that but um, for the most part like being lean or just like you know losing 15 pounds or whatever that's something anyone can do like you don't have to be a genetically superior human being um, to lose that last five pounds that you want to lose you know and that's those are the kind of cases that I want to get into so like all that to say I don't want to talk about like how to (laughs) <laughs> get cast in the next Avengers movie or anything like that. Yeah. It's mostly like the science you need to know to get f- like you know into a, a reasonable category of achieving your goals. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the first thing, <clears throat> so the overarching question is what are some basic fundamentals I need to know about dieting? Mm-hmm. Um, number one, and this is very controversial to hear at first. <laughs> Losing/slash gaining weight is very simple. Mm-hmm. Now, before you crucify me for this, <laughs> um, there's a there's a very huge difference between saying something is simple and saying it's easy. Yeah. And I give the example of um, pushing a heavy weight sled mm-hmm. on a perfectly flat surface from point A to point B. Um, on paper, that's an incredibly simple task. All you have to do is run up to it and push it. Yeah. Right. Um, in practice, it's a lot more difficult than it sounds mm-hmm. because, you know, it's just not that easy. Right. Um, so that, that's sort of a watered down way of explaining that. But I think people, people often hear, and this is, this was explained to me in the context of playing drums was, uh, I used to get really offended when people would say, dude, come on, it, it's simple. Uh, because they weren't explaining the fact that that doesn't make it easy and Mm. not everything comes easily to everyone. So Mm -hmm. like this might come easily to some people because of genetics or because of, um, you know, they're more active naturally or whatever. Um, but that, that doesn't take away the fact that the math equation behind it all is simple.
0: So Matt Frazier, for example, is the reigning CrossFit champ. He, said that he like did not know how to run. Every running event he would get almost dead last in. Right. And he would go and he's like I knew how to do weightlifting and I would try to explain it to people and say it's so simple, but they never understood it because that didn't mean it was like easy for them. And he's like I didn't understand that until I had somebody try to teach me how to run where they're right. like just just do this and he's like I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> I don't get it. It's not working for right. me. That right. he's like running is like the most simple thing that like mm-hmm. your body can do. And I had mm-hmm. to go to like high school and like high school track athletes and have them teach me how to run. And right. like know when to strike my hip. And he's like, it was the most frustrating thing. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: Yeah. No, that's a good example. Um, so we're going to get kind of mathy here and this is this is the thing that i mean where you kind of have to just buckle in and not make <laughs> excuses, right? Yeah. Everyone will say, "Oh, i'm not a math person. I can't do this. Just uh me. just give me a a meal plan, you me. know." And that's fine, but even if you get a cookie cutter meal plan, um if you don't know how to scale it to your needs, it's not it, you know, it's just not going to do anything. It's yeah. throwing it's like taking a shot in the dark and hoping that you fall somewhere close to the average to where it will apply. Yeah. Um, So the overarching principle of gaining or losing weight is the first law of thermodynamics. Okay. um, Which is uh, the law of conservation of energy, which states that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Energy can only be transferred or changed from one form to another. Okay. So what does this mean? I don't know. In practical terms, I give the example of a water tank. Now, the tank of water has a hose filling it from the top and has a spout at the bottom. And okay. The spout is open, right? Um, so if the water coming into the tank is equal to the amount of water exiting the tank, then the water level in the tank will not change, right? Um, so this is what we call equilibrium. Um, it just means that it's constantly equal. Like there's no change. That's the definition of equilibrium. Okay. (laughs) So in this water tank, if you are putting more water in than water is coming out through the spout, then the water level in the tank will rise, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're putting more in than is able to come out. Mm -hmm. Um, This is what's called positive energy balance. And if you are taking out more water than you're putting in, the water level in the tank will drop. Mm -hmm. This is called a negative energy balance, Mm -hmm. right? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, So you might think, how does a water or a tank being filled with water apply to me gaining or losing weight, Jake? (laughs) So I'm going to switch gears here. In this example, the water tank is your body. The water coming in is calories that exist in food. And the water leaving the tank represents the calories that you burn during various activities. So the more calories that you eat, uh, sorry, if you eat more calories than you burn, you will gain weight because this is a positive energy balance. Mm -hmm. Um, In the dieting community, this is what's known as a caloric surplus. You have more calories than you're expending. Mm -hmm. Um, If you eat less calories than you burn, then you will lose weight. This is what's called a caloric deficit uh, because it's a negative energy balance, right? Um, You are not putting as much water into the tank as is flowing out of the tank. Mm -hmm. Um, The good news if you're trying to lose weight is the human tank has one input, which is eating food, but it has multiple outputs um, in the way that your body burns up calories in a few different ways. Um, So the... The total amount of calories that you're burning up is an accumulation of three or four quantities. Okay. BMR, exercise, what's called NEAT, N-E-A-T, and what's called T-E-F.
0: Holy cow. Um, Okay. So
1: what do these mean? (laughs) You can think of these as like in your tank of water, you have four separate holes for water to flow out of. Okay. BMR is your basal metabolic rate. This is basically determined by your height, your weight, your body composition. Um, It boils down to basically the energy that your body burns existing. Yeah, just to stay alive. Your basic functions, heartbeat, breathing, all these things. Um, Basically, if you're in a coma and not moving at all and not um, eating any food, this is the amount of energy that your body requires to survive. next exercise that's pretty self-explanatory the calories that you burn up during exercise Mm -hmm. neat stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis okay Um, big words all it means is the calories that you burn up doing non-exercise related activities so brushing your teeth um, going going to the the grocery store yeah stuff like that stuff that like you're not buckling in and, like, focusing in on a workout. So would right? that be,
0: like, you know, when you're, like, plugging stuff into, like, My Fitness palette says, like, what's your, you know, activity level, it says, like, sedentary. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, basically, like, you don't exercise, but you, like, exist in the world.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. You, a sedentary lifestyle would be, like, you have an office job, you sit down all day, and uh, you don't go to the gym. And you ever. go home and sit down at home. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the last quantity is TEF, which is like kind of counterintuitive. Most people just ignore it, but I wanted to uh, mention it just for the sake of um, completion, correctness, I guess. (laughs) Uh, TEF is the thermic effect of food. Um, This is the calories that are required to digest food. So like the whole, I don't know, quote unquote myth that you burn more calories eating celery than are in celery that's actually true because it's got a lot of fiber in it Mm. um it's not very calorically dense so that's the example i give um for most intents and purposes it doesn't really matter um but i just wanted to state it it in in case someone in case someone googled it and they saw this thing that i didn't mention okay (laughs) um so those are the four holes that water can exit your human body tank. I know that sounds <laughs> gross. Um, but those four things are what uh, equal the amount of calories that you either have to um, match to not gain or lose any weight, you have to eat more than to gain weight, or you have to eat less than to lose weight, right? Right. Does that make sense? you tracking with me?
0: It does. Kind, yeah. I have a question though, but I don't know if I should like, ask it now
1: ask it now or else we'll forget
0: okay so for example I have like my watch I like I know my watch is kind of like a a gauge but it tells me how many calories I burn in the day and that factors in just like it factors all that in you know my like Mm -hmm. my living Mm -hmm. like what Mm -hmm. if I work out whatever Mm -hmm. I have a really bad habit of under eating And, like, Mm -hmm. under eating by significantly a lot, like, I would burn 3,000 calories in a day and I'd eat, like, 1,200. Like, that's significantly a lot. And Stefan asked, he said, I don't want this to sound rude, but, like, why aren't you losing weight? Like, you should be, Mm -hmm. like, malnourished. So, because you said, you know, you eat to gain or lose weight based on calorie surplus or deficit. Yeah. For example, I know why mine is doing it, but... Would you like to explain it? Maybe somebody else is experiencing the same issue.
1: Yeah, this gets tricky because as soon as you answer a question like this, it's easy for people to start being like, yep, that's me because, yeah. you know, because there's a lot of factors that they're not actually thinking about and right. they're assuming they're doing everything right, but actually they're not and they're not losing weight. Yeah. Um, in the example that, you know, assuming someone actually is only eating 1,200 calories a day and... They're burning three thousand calories a day, and they're not losing weight. Typically, that can happen because the caloric deficit is so big that your body is constantly in shock, mm-hmm. and it's storing water and it's um, eating up your muscle mass mm-hmm. instead of burning um, body fat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. This is never this. This actually has happened to me, but um, only for like a couple of days where I'm like really eating low, I'll I'll gain like three or four pounds over yeah. the course of a couple of days. But that's one of those like fringe cases that I'm not super, I don't always understand because it is very specific to um, the person. Yeah. Does that answer your question?
0: I mean, yeah, you answered that question for me last week, but I just thought <laughs> for the sake of conversation, because I know some people are like, well, I eat yes. like 1500 calories and I work out and it's like, well, you're probably eating 1,500 calories, which is enough to just exist and, like, do mm-hmm. your day. But if you're adding in a workout and blah, 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 because I know that's my issue. And my body loves to hold on to water. Like, I just know it does that. And mm-hmm. so if it's, like yeah. you said, constantly in shock, which would make being a lot in, of sense.
1: Being in a calorie deficit is a is already a stressful environment for the human body. Mm-hmm you know, the body is designed to like want to survive. Yeah. (laughs) Thankfully. Um, so when it's not getting the things that it needs, especially right at the beginning, uh, like if you just start dieting and you immediately enter into like a daily deficit of like 500 calories or something, which is pretty typical. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you've never done it before, it's not uncommon, uh, to see like your body weight on the scale go up Mm -hmm. for like, the first week and a half or two weeks at some, and sometimes, um, just depending on, you know, um, how much body fat you have and like what your activity level is and generally just like how stressed out you are. Um, like I'm a pretty high stress person. And so like, like when I work out, um, my heart rate is like through the roof. Like if I do, if I do any cardio, like I'll go I used to ride my bike a lot and I was in good shape, you know, like I was never like felt like I was going to pass out, Mm -hmm. but my heart rate would like casually be at like 175 based based on my watch. What? And yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm, I don't know. I don't know why. Like my adrenaline gets going pretty easily. And so my heart rate goes up and it's like really taxing on my central nervous system to do like long stints of, um. Like intense cardio, like that, and
0: I'm like completely opposite. Like my body almost prefers the long endurance stuff and hates the high intensity.
1: Yeah, yeah. So interesting. Um, those are things that are they're pretty personal to the person. Um, but I I do want to say again, be very careful about this because there are a lot of people out there, and I have been in this camp where I I feel like I'm doing everything right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm only eating fifteen hundred calories. I'm, you know, whatever, or I'm like grossly overestimating the amount of calories that I'm burning. Um, So you have to be, you Mm -hmm. have to be pretty objective and you have to really know that you're, you're checking all the boxes before you start diagnosing the why am I not losing weight kind of thing.
0: Counting your calories or like your macros is a real, eye-opener. It's an eye-opener. Because I was like, oh, I'm sure I'm under eating. And I looked up my normal Chipotle order, which I get about three times a week. I, three times a week, I am not under eating. I'll tell you that Mm -hmm. just because I feel hungry. No, no, ma'am.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing that I want to mention too. Um, I think I had it in here somewhere, but if you're dieting to lose weight, like you, you have to understand that you're going to be hungry sometimes Mm -hmm. like it's a it's a very drastic change um, in your normal course of life so um, just because you feel hungry doesn't mean you should eat a full meal yeah you know sometimes I don't know that that makes it sound unhealthy but uh, especially right when you get started out like this sounds weird too but your stomach like stretches and shrinks depending on what your eating habits are so like I used to be able to just eat anyone under the table. Mm-hmm. No matter how much food was in front of me, I would never like get full. Um, I can't do that anymore because I my stomach has shrunk in, shrunk down so much. Yeah. So like I, I don't I I don't get as hungry as I used to either, like back then. Um I don't feel like this constant just like cavity in my stomach <laughs> you know, a never ending hole. So um but yeah, if you're if you're really serious about losing weight, um Two things that you have to understand is that it's going to take a long time. Like the six-week, eight-week programs, if you're trying to lose 20 pounds, it's not, I'm sorry, it's not going to (laughs) work. That's not the way to do it. Um, And also, it's not going to be comfortable and happy and rainbows all the time. Yeah, You know, that's that's where you have to buckle down and understand um, that the science is working and be disciplined about it because if you fall off the wagon too soon, you're going to start yo-yoing and it's not going to be good, so... Um,
0: so do you want to move on to your next point?
1: Yeah. So all of the boring math stuff behind us now, <laughs> perfect. And I hope, hopefully I did it justice and explained it in a way that people can understand. <laughs> um, I'm happy to answer other questions if they come up, yeah. if people want to send them to us. But, um, so the next big thing that people ask me all the time is which diet protocol should I follow? And do I really need to count calories? Um, so, this kind of loops back to the first point where once you understand the overarching laws of science, um, you'll realize two things. Once, uh, number one, <laughs> yes, calories matter. Um, and number two, the specific protocol you follow really doesn't matter. Um, the best protocol is the one that is effective and that you can stick to for a long period of time um, to have lasting results. Um, and your diet should reflect your specific goals like i always say Mm -hmm. Um, if you want to lose body fat you'll eat one way and if you want to gain muscle you'll eat another way and those are things that we can cover in more detail probably in a later episode but um can
0: you do both at the same time lose fat and gain muscle
1: technically yeah so this is something that has been like heavily disputed for a long time Mm -hmm. in the like um you know like the bodybuilding Mm -hmm. community um And it's just now starting to have some like legitimate scientific studies surrounding it. And people are finding that in some cases it is possible to do what's called recomposition, which is when you gain muscle and lose fat at the same time. Um, There are a few specific cases where that's really prevalent, Um, usually in people that um, have never lifted weights before. Mm -hmm. Like they're called uh, newbie gains. Newbie, yep. (laughs) Um, it's it's pretty possible there um, it's possible and people that are like over, like very obese mm-hmm. they have a lot of body fat um, you don't really have to eat in a calorie deficit if you are really overweight um, to lose fat because you have so much excess already yeah um, and if you're muscle training or strength training you'll be gaining muscle too Um, and it's also pretty prevalent in people that use steroids. So, um, those are kind of the three camps that (laughs) they're uh, all kind of
0: like random, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is possible and it's pretty, it's starting to become pretty well researched right now, which is a good thing.
0: Do you think I Um, could do that as like a normal person?
1: You could because, uh, you are not very aggressively strength training. Mm hmm. I think because you mentioned a few weeks ago that, and I think this is true of a lot of endurance athletes, that they don't um, practice, like, strength training in a progressive overload environment. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that is why I think that it's possible for you because someone like me who's been strength training, like, I don't know, for, like, 10 years now, like <laughs> a, a very significant portion of my life, um, muscle gain is pretty slow. Yeah. But... Even like even people that say like, oh, yeah, I've been lifting weights since high school, but they haven't really been putting the time into like tracking your weights and doing everything like a, a very well periodized program. Mm-hmm. Um, even those people can see pretty significant gains pretty quickly uh, yeah. just because of the because their muscles are fairly under trained. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Cool. Excited about um, that.
1: Yeah, so um, to wrap up that point, yes, your calories matter, unfortunately. Um, it's kind of just one of the truths that you have to accept. And um, But the freeing thing about that is like the protocol that you follow, and we'll talk about these here in a second, doesn't really matter as long as it's something that you respond well to and that um, fits with your lifestyle so that you can adhere to um, for the long haul because mm-hmm. that's really what is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next point, talking about protocols. What about all these fad diets that my favorite influencers talk about all the time? <laughs> um, so take it from me personally. I've tried all of them. Um, I went through a phase in college where like this was during my time of thinking that everyone else had some sort of secret formula that like I didn't know about. Um, so I, you know, I did keto for like, I'd, I've done it a couple times in my life for like extended periods of time. I've done intermittent fasting. I've done keto plus intermittent fasting. Um, I've done the like flexible dieting approach that if it fits your macros, carb cycling, and I've also done bear mode, which is where you just eat whatever you see whenever you're hungry, no matter what.
2: Really? Um,
0: Is that really a thing
1: for getting yoked? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a thing if you're trying to lose weight.
0: I'm like, can I do that? Like that sounds like the diet I should be on.
1: That's like the approach when you you accept in your mind that you don't care how much body fat you accumulate because you know you'll be able to burn it off. Oh. And I did that like a couple years ago and I hated myself. You just want to like, get strong. You just, yeah. All you care about is getting, like, getting big, building muscle so that eventually you can chip away at the body fat. Oh, I see. It yeah. Um, it's like, it's called bear mode because, like, you typically do it in the winter. Oh, like bulking not, have, season. Yeah, yeah. You don't have your shirt off very often. <laughs> and um, you're going into hibernation. So um, so I'll just for people who don't know what all these are, I'll give like a quick little rundown of each one that I've tried. So the keto is the used to be known as like the Atkins diet. Mm-hmm. It's like the super high protein, um, super high fat, basically no carb diet. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the way that I feel when I'm doing that. And I think there's some, like, um, neurological benefits to that. But it's just, like, it's so hard to maintain because it basically eliminates, like, everything that I enjoy, which yeah. is, like, alcohol and pizza. It's hard to be social on things. that
0: diet, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and there, that's another thing I wanted to touch on, too. Like, some of these dieting protocols do have... Um, I'm not going to completely discount some of the anecdotal evidence of like neurological benefits. Like, um, keto is supposed to be good for like, there are some cases where it's helped kids with seizures. Mm-hmm. It's helped like a lot of these health things. Like I've heard it's I'm, really
0: good for like kids that have ADHD or ADD. It just mm-hmm. helps with that. Yeah.
1: And it, it, it honestly really helped me when I was doing it in college. Like I was able to focus a lot better. Uh-huh. Um, but um, that's kind of a fringe case, and like I said, it's really hard to maintain. Um, I'm open-minded to all those different um, possibilities, but in terms of like strictly, you want to lose body fat, right? Um, I think there are more flexible ways where you you won't feel so much like you're giving up on everything that you enjoy. Yeah, right. You won't have to completely reprogram your lifestyle um, if you just take a more balanced approach
0: yeah going keto Um, to like help with a neurological problem or a health issue is similar to being like you're gluten intolerant and this is becoming your way of living to live correct like a health rather than like i want to lose 15 pounds
1: yeah and if you're doing it for that reason you're probably not caring about how much you do or don't eat right exactly (laughs) yeah Um, so the intermittent fasting thing is where you basically set like a 18 hour window where you don't eat anything. Um, it's pretty self-explanatory just given the name, but that one, um, is supposed to help again with cognitive performance in, especially in your fasted state. And there's some evidence that you can burn up body fat quicker if you do like light cardio while you're fasted. But, um, the evidence also shows that it, it, Basically doesn't matter because mm. whatever, whatever fuel source you burn up, um, like in the morning or you know you, when you're fasted, it's gonna do the opposite when you're fed. So like it kind of balances out at the end of the day. compared to like a nor a more balanced um, approach. Um, If it fits your macros is just essentially a trendy way of saying counting your macros, Mm -hmm. which is basically what I do now. Um, It's also called flexible dieting. Basically, this is where you calculate the amount of calories you need and then you set macro limits, um, macronutrient limits that sum to that number of calories. And then as long as you fall roughly in that ballpark, you're going to be okay.
0: And what's a macro? Um, You're counting your macros.
1: Macronutrients are protein... Uh, carbs and fats. Mm-hmm. Your basic. The three, three basic things yeah. that every food is made up of. Um, carb cycling is basically macro counting, but on certain days you have more or less carbs. Um, and then bear mode is like, I don't care what I'm eating. Just <laughs> give me it all, which is fun for, it's super fun, but it's also kind of not because yeah. you gotta like do a lot on the back end to get back <laughs> to where you were in terms of body composition. But,
2: yeah.
1: um, yeah, Another one that's really popular on the internet is called intuitive eating, and this is like—I don't want to be sexist, but this is really popular amongst women on Instagram. Yeah, um, it's kind of a trend, especially right now. yeah. It, it, for the last few years, this—it's just like one of those buzzwords that everyone brings up, um, and I think uh, this is where like the phrase "just eating clean." comes up a lot, yeah. like, oh, well, I'm going to be fine because I'm just working on eating clean. Um, that's not to say that, like, eating clean food and, like, eating good fuel sources, non-processed food is bad. Like, that's definitely the way to go. Uh, but you can gain weight by eating, like, only broccoli. It's possible. Yeah, so... You, like, if you eat more calories than you burn and just broccoli, you're probably going to gain weight. Oh, my weight, gosh, you'd have to you eat know? so
0: much broccoli, though.
1: Yeah, I just ate, like, an entire bag of broccoli. And it was, like... <laughs> So 20 feeling. calories. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no. I did
0: Whole30 like a couple years ago, like eight years ago. And this girl I was working with did it with me. And she only, like she hated cooking. So she literally only ate strawberries and almond butter. She would eat a jar of almond butter every day. But mm-hmm. she was technically within the rules. And she put on like 10 pounds just because, Yeah, man, peanut butter has like a ton of...
1: It's all fat and sugar.
0: And... Whole 30 is technically all clean food and it was rated Mm -hmm. one of the like worst diets you could do for your body.
1: Mm -hmm. Fun fact. Yeah. A lot of those like trendy diets, they severely neglect the importance of protein intake. Yeah. Which if you're trying to lose weight, this is another like, this is kind of one of the secrets that no (laughs) one tells you, right? Even though I don't really believe in those. Um, If you're trying to lose weight, Um, Eating enough protein and eating enough fiber is really, like, two of the most important things you Mm -hmm. can do. Um, Because of what we talked about earlier, the thermic effect of food, fiber has a, like, your body has to use a lot of energy to digest fiber. Mm -hmm. So it makes you feel full longer and you're also kind of, like, counteracting some of the calories that you take in. Um, And protein is similar, but then protein also acts as muscle building, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So, like you can lose a lot of weight and still kind of look like shit. (laughs) And for the most part, that's because you won't have any muscle at the end of it, right? Mm -hmm. Your body is going to preferentially scavenge your muscle mass before it taps into fat stores. For whatever reason, that's how we were programmed to survive, Mm -hmm. which seems strange, but like it keeps your organs warm to have a lot of fat, I guess. (laughs) So whatever. Um, So if you're not eating enough protein and you're also not strength training, um, you could either like not really lose a whole lot of weight as quickly as you would if you were eating protein um or you'll just burn up all your muscle mass and you'll still look soft and mm-hmm. no one really wants that. That's how so. I feel
0: right now. I just feel like <laughs> a like bread dough that's like rising, you know, it's just like mm. a little little fluffy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um so the other thing that I want to talk about with intuitive dieting or intuitive eating and this is just my own like kind of personal little rant. <laughs> I don't like the name of it because Calling something intuitive means that you have to have developed the intuition to understand what you're doing, right? Yeah. So what's intuitive to me might not be as intuitive to um, whatever beginner is just getting that uh, that buzzword off of Instagram yeah. and then seeing that this person is only eating fruit or you know or whatever. So um, I think you really have to take the time and log the hours of learning. The science and like trial and error and figuring out what works for you before you can say that you're doing anything that's intuitive because you have to develop your intuition. Like you, it's a learned skill.
0: I asked like last week when I was talking to you, and I was like, Oh, I don't even know what to eat for breakfast that has high protein. And he rattled off his entire breakfast meal because he knows exactly what's in it, he knows the calories that's in it. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that comes in handy if you say go on vacation or go to a hotel. You can intuitively eat there because you're like, well, about this much and this mm-hmm. much and this much. That's where like mm-hmm. I think intuitive eating comes into handy. Or, you yeah. know, if you're out of town or if you're like, crap, I'm low on something. I just need to run to the store. You can kind of yep. intuitively eat.
1: Yeah. Technically, like for the last few weeks, this is this is actually what I've been doing. But it looks nothing like what the girls on Instagram are doing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because I I know exactly what I need, you know, to get what my goals are. Damn. I'm like burping up my broccoli right now. <laughs> um, so it's easy for me to some level of accuracy to just kind of eyeball things and ballpark and get pretty close, especially like I don't really have a specific goal right now. I'm kind of mm-hmm. just in, in maintenance mode because I have a lot of like heavy drinking events coming up on the weekends <laughs> that I don't really want to, you know, yeah. I just kind of let it go for that. I I do well and during the week and then I let it go on the weekends, but whatever. Um, so yeah, like I, I'm not stressing out about like, I can't find this exact brand of turkey sausage. Yeah. Like, well, you know, you'll be okay. You know about what's in all this. You don't have to track everything to the T it's fine. Um, but I can only really do that without completely throwing everything off because for the last two and a half years, I've been tracking every single thing, basically every day, making the same things to eat every day, seven, like seven days a week. So I've I've earned my right to intuitively eat. <laughs> um I did also we kind of touched on this. I wanted to give the acai bowl example um in reference to just eating clean. So an acai bowl is full of quote unquote superfoods like all these super nice berries and like almond butter and um Yeah, it tastes pr- so good. You can get the protein ones that have like a whopping 18 grams of protein in mm-hmm. them, which is like, it's not enough. It's not, it's not, it's not that much. Um, this is an example of something that like, if you look up the calories, I before this, I looked up the calories on like the best case scenario, like high protein acai bowl from oh, you're some gonna tell acai, us, aren't you? acai place here in Kansas City. It was 850 calories. Stop. Yep. Because it was like fruit is really good for you, but it's also got sugar in it, you know, and almond butter is good for you, but it's full of fat and fat adds up really quickly yes, it does. because there's nine calories per gram of fat versus four calories per gram of carbs or protein. Right. So that's why I like eating chicken breasts, it's like not very pleasant all the time because it's super low fat, but it's also basically all protein, which is great um so yeah just be just be really careful of the things that um i'm not going to say that it's healthy or not healthy um that's kind of like a subjective term and i don't really i don't really use like oh that's so unhealthy for you um but depending on what your goals are like if you if you're really trying to lose weight like just eating 30 pounds of strawberries in the morning with like some yogurt and almond butter in it because those are all healthy things like you can easily overshoot your calorie intake for a day. And if you do that every day for a week, like that adds up.
0: I, my whole last like two months, I feel like, have you seen that meme where that lady's like staring at the math and she's just like, yeah, that's how I feel right now. I'm like, how much have I been eating and thought, Oh, it's fine. Like it's healthy.
1: That's the thing. That's where this intuitive eating thing is really dangerous for a lot of people. Um, yeah. I it's, like, it's I could like, still
0: eat, like I talked to Jake like last week, like I love having a smoothie bowl in the morning because I don't get enough fruits and vegetables during the day. So I like to try and get them, you know, like in a smoothie but or what something. what does that
1: mean? How do you know what's enough?
0: I don't have any. <laughs> so I'm assuming I'm- Do you
1: s- need them? Do you even need fruits and vegetables? Well,
0: yeah. They have like vitamins that you need.
1: Take a multivitamin. Anyways. Just eat chicken, bro.
0: I, <laughs> I uh, did- I measured it out. So I did like half basically of what I normally would do. And it was still like 300
1: calories of like carbs. Most, Mostly not protein.
0: Yeah. I had to add like a couple scoops of protein powder to it.
1: Yep. Yeah. It can get away from you, man. That's what I'm saying. Like man. especially when you're when you're buying things from other – like if you're eating out. Like a lot of places – I think they're actually required to do it now. But yeah. a lot of places are really good about – being pretty transparent like that's why i love chipotle like i have my go-to chipotle order like saved in my fitness pal so i know on like a day that i you know can't make lunch or whatever and i need to go to chipotle i can still know what i'm getting and like adjust the rest of the day accordingly but wow um, i yeah you can you can really run away with it on acai bowls i man. am shooketh I am shook.
0: I've been eating like an acai bowl and then a, my chipotle order for the last like four weeks. No wonder yeah, I feel like a freaking whale.
1: That's a lot. It's a lot of carbs and <laughs> probably not a lot of protein. Oh my gosh. Like I don't, so this is another thing. It's really easy talking to me right now. It's easy to for me to sound like carbs are the enemy. They're not, right? It's just like, it's, it just depends on what you're what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Like if you're trying to gain muscle, you don't actually need to eat as much protein if you're in a calorie surplus because of how your body um, stores carbohydrates as muscle glycogen and helps you build muscle. But if you're trying to lose weight, like I said before, your body is naturally going to try to burn up all your muscle mm-hmm. before it burns fat. Um, if you're losing weight, and you're not strength training. There's a good chance that all the carbs that you're eating are going to be stored up as body fat, and you're not eating enough protein to keep your body from burning up the muscle tissue. So you're just going to get soft and lose your muscle.
0: Wow, I feel called out. At me, it's
1: just—it's a mistake. It's a mistake that I made for a long time. I think it's a mistake, a and lot it's a mistake that everyone make. makes. Yeah. And I think, especially, again, I don't want to sound like sexist or anything, but I think especially women tend to tend to severely under-eat in protein, mm-hmm. and they also b- tend to be, like, really anti-lifting weights. Mm-hmm. Now, like, if you don't enjoy strength training, then don't do it. Yeah. Like, if, if it's going to make you miserable, it's not worth it. Right, like, that's stupid. But if the only reason that, like, say – I've heard women say, like, I really like it, but I'm afraid of, like, getting bulky – And these are women that usually have um, some pounds to lose. Like, I don't mean to say that in a mean way, but um, one of the things that they really talk about is like how they wanna lose weight, but that they're also afraid of like not getting bulky or whatever. Um, take it from me. I've been trying for 10 years to get bulky. (laughs) It's not, you don't just accidentally get huge, right? (laughs) Like it's not going to happen. Not huge by lifting
0: weights. You can get huge by.
1: (laughs) Right. You can accidentally get huge by like not doing, not doing a whole lot, but, uh, lifting weights, like you're not going to go in and then just like the next day be like a shit brick house, like (laughs) linebacker build. You know, take it from me. You'll be okay. Yeah. Um, it'll actually help you out in the long run if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to, like, you know, lean up. um, It'll help you. Mm -hmm. So um, a few last points here. I don't want this to go too long, but then we can have, like, some discussion at the end. Um, The last big point that I wanted to make is what about drinking? Um, Because obviously... You can't get fat by drinking Trulies, right? Right. They're 100, 100 calories. Exactly. They're super healthy for you. Mick Ultra is the healthy beer. Yeah. Um,
0: That's why I drink so, 10 of them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so problem number one, 100 calories is still 100 calories, right? This weekend, I had 1,200 calories just in Trulies, okay? That adds up pretty quickly. I feel
0: like you're calling out my quarantine <laughs> life.
1: No that like this is what I have been doing myself. <laughs> this weekend I went to the pool Saturday and Sunday and had six trulies both days and then one of the days I came home and then also Drank a mojito, and then I went out to eat and had two more drinks. Like those, ca- those things all have calories in them. Yeah. And one of the easiest ways to go over on your calories is to drink your calories mm-hmm. because it goes down so quickly. It doesn't seem real because it's not food. Mm-hmm. Um, those calories are still there. The other thing about alcohol is your body will preferentially process alcohol over food when it's in your system. Um, so this is because alcohol is technically poison, right? <laughs> so when there's poison in your body, your body is smart enough to know, I need to get this out now. Yeah. Um, so it'll basically redirect all of its resources to processing the alcohol. And that pizza that you smashed after a night of binge drinking <laughs> is probably just going to get stored. Um, and it's probably not just going to get stored like as muscle. Yeah. You know? In most cases, not at all is it going to get stored <laughs> as muscle. Um, so that's one thing that I recently just learned. I thought that like just the calories and the alcohol was all I had to worry about. Um, but like binge drinking can do you a lot of damage because <laughs> uh, that wh- basically that whole pro- that whole period of time where your body is processing alcohol, there's a good chance that it's not processing food calories in the same way that it normally would be um, and could basically just be storing it all up. Um, so cool. All that to say. <laughs> There's hope, right? <laughs> generally, um, if, you have, if you drink one to two times a week and you have one to three drinks each time, you'll be okay. Like that's not a high enough amount for, um, to really do a whole lot of damage. Um, if you binge drink every week or you have one to three drinks every night for seven days every week, that's when you might need to start to rein things in. Um, generally, just like rule of thumb, anything in excess is probably not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that goes for like eating pizza. Can't You can eat too much pizza. Uh, <laughs> you can drink too much and derail your goals. Um, even if you're trying to gain weight and you're specifically focusing on gaining like lean muscle mass, um, it might be attractive to say, oh, like, well, I'm bulking up. I'm just going to go drink. It's fine. Yeah. Um, it's probably okay, but you're... If you are training at a serious level, it's going to mess up your recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, Your next training session is probably not going to be as good. Um, And there's a good chance that you're just storing body fat for those, you know, one to three days that you're going on that bender for the weekend. (laughs) So just be careful, you know, once in a while, you know, it's fine. You have to enjoy your life. Yeah, that's the other thing. Um, But I've recently been wondering if like me getting uh, plastered on Trulies every weekend is really beneficial to my goals. Um, we'll see.
0: We'll see. (laughs) Verdict's still out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Verdict's still out on that one. Um, but it has, I I will say that it has inspired a sort of unhealthy trend in my life of like pretty much under eating during the week Mm -hmm. so that I can like have a lot of fun on the weekends and Mm -hmm. like kind of net out to zero and like be at maintenance or whatever. But, um, I've also noticed that I don't feel as strong in the gym lately um, my recovery is pretty poor. Whereas, um, you know, in February when I was really focusing on cutting weight, I actually felt way better then because my calorie um, restriction was spread out over the course of a week. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going on benders every weekend. <laughs> um, my recovery was great. Like, I felt like I was firing on all c- cylinders. Mm-hmm. So, like, the. The big ups and downs of like physical transformation, um, if you're doing that kind of thing every week, it can really kind of wear you down Yeah, and your body will uh, not respond super well. Yeah. Anecdotally, that's my experience, but I know other people would say the same as well. Yeah. Um, so the last big thing, and we can kind of just hang out on here for a little bit, um, is dieting bad in general? Um, so the one thing that I wanted to say about this is the the phrase like, oh, I'm dieting or when you start talking about, oh, my diet, mm-hmm. people kind of roll their eyes at you. It has this really negative connotation, um, which has basically stemmed from like years of people crash dieting and doing these like juice cleanse diets mm-hmm. and like kind of BS stuff. Um, everyone is always dieting, whether you intend to or you realize it or not. Um, dieting just simply means the things that you are eating on a daily basis. Yeah. Like it. It doesn't have to be for some specific reason. Um, so I want to like cancel the negative connotation to people saying like talking about their diets mm-hmm. and then everyone rolling their eyes as mm-hmm. if they're like a diva or something. <laughs> um, it's okay. <laughs> like you know? that's I think what everyone it's should worry about their diet. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the other thing is. You know, you can take everything too far, right? Like you can be super unhealthy about the way that you are losing weight. You can be super unhealthy about the way that you're gaining weight, Um, not only physically but psychologically, Mm -hmm. right? If this is something that causes you an enormous amount of emotional and uh, psychological distress or you're like obsessively compulsive about it, which Mm -hmm. I have been there like to the point where – like I have got made myself very depressed, mm-hmm. like thinking about, oh, I'm like I'm out to eat, but I have to worry about like what's in all this and mm-hmm. blah, 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 you know, it it can really weigh on you. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not here to downplay that at all. Right. Um, so just know that you can take things too far. And if you're starting to get to that point after, you know, maybe if it's like been two or three days, you might just need to kind of like push through a little bit, <laughs> yeah. you know, but if you're hitting that like, three month mark and you're just like really hating yourself and you really just want some pizza, have the pizza. Yeah. And if you've been going hard for three months, that one slice of pizza or even that one full pizza <laughs> that you let yourself eat <laughs> is not going to undo three months worth of work. Right. Um, the way that that can get sticky is like I said, when people get to day three or day four and they're like, you know what? I've been good for three days. I've earned it. <laughs> I've earned this pizza. Um, I don't know. I'm a pretty cold turkey kind of guy, yeah. so I don't really like, like to, if I'm really serious about it, I try to, you know, two or three weeks, then you can have a cheat meal maybe or whatever, mm-hmm. but try to plug away as much as you can. Um, so yeah, that's my, my rant about diet stuff.
0: I thought it was very informative.
1: hope so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think yeah, there could even any, like, be
0: a part two.
1: Yeah? Just because there's like... like, like
0: There's, you know, more in-depth things like the, what if I'm, you know, X, Y, and Z that we didn't really cover.
1: Kind of more specific. the X, Y, Z. Yeah.
0: Well, I was thinking (laughs) like, you know, you said, okay, if you eat for three months, like eat clean for three months and then you eat a a pizza or go on a bender, it's like, is that the restrictive binge?
2: Mm
0: like mindset or could it be more so just like you're living your life? Like what's the balance Yeah, or things like that or like specific goals that we could talk about. Like if people are like, I really want to get stronger in weightlifting, what's a diet that like you would recommend or what are Mm -hmm. meals that you eat? Like you sent me a bunch of meals that like work well for you. I just think there could Mm -hmm. be a part two because like, like you said, this is just like very base level. Like here's the science behind it.
1: Yeah, I definitely think doing something more in depth about specific goals, like, um, you know, losing body fat or gaining muscle, Mm -hmm. those could be their own separate episodes for sure. Because there's a lot, especially the um, losing body fat one is really tricky because there are a lot of, like, kind of knobs you need to finely tune Mm -hmm. to, like, really dial it in. Um, But, you know, the other thing that I wanted to say about all this is, um it can be really overwhelming knowing like where to start mm-hmm. and I remember being there and just like not even knowing like walking through the store and being like should I buy this like should I buy this do I really only have to eat chicken breast all the time Yeah So that's another thing that we could do is like go through just like some example good meals Yeah Um the only reason that I didn't want to do that here is because um the tendency a lot of people have, and I, I wish it just didn't exist, but these meal plans that you can get online, where it's like you need to have eight ounces of chicken breast, and you need to have this and this and this, mm-hmm. like to the T, it, it's that's specific to one person, mm-hmm. right? It depends on, like I said, the amount of calories that you're taking in, uh, the amount of calories that you're burning off. Like someone like me who works at a desk all day, even though I work out really hard. Uh, I have to think about things a little bit differently than my girlfriend does who works on her feet all day, you know, she can get away with eating candy a lot more than I can because (laughs) she gets, she takes 16,000 steps in a day and I'm lucky to take eight. (laughs) So it's just, you know, it's very different, but, uh, we could at least do something like that where, um, just some like general guidelines Mm -hmm. and then people can scale things. Mm -hmm. Uh, We could talk about how to scale things too and and whatnot. I agree. Yeah, if there are any uh, nutritionists and like legit diet experts out there that listen to this, um, turn it. Let off. me know the things I <laughs> let me know the things that I got wrong, but be nice about it. <laughs> yeah, all right? This yeah. is a lot of this is from my personal experience and things that I've learned in my research, but also things that I've found um, to work with a pretty good level of success. So,
0: well, it sounds great. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jake and I always do a go-to every week. So, Jake, what is your go-to this week?
1: My go-to this week is a show, again, because <laughs> this is who I am. Um, this show is called The Mandalorian. It's a Star Wars series. It's on Disney+. Um, I have been wanting to watch this. I think it came out like almost a year ago mm-hmm. or so or six months ago or something. I've wa- been wanting to watch this ever since it came out Um, But I did not want to pay for Disney Plus. (laughs) Come to find out, my girlfriend gets it for free through uh, Verizon. So I watched the entire thing (laughs) in a day and a half. Is it Um, good? It's great. (laughs) I I like it because like, I'm, you know, in a past life was a major Star Wars nerd, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And I really like the Star Wars franchise, but um, I also liked this because it's pretty separated from that. Mm -hmm. Like it's definitely a star Wars thing, but it doesn't follow any of the storyline of any of the movies. Mm -hmm. So like people who are not like caught up on all nine movies don't have to watch this, they don't have to watch those movies Mm -hmm. to like understand what's going on here. It's a completely separate storyline. It's just that it takes place in that, you know, universe. universe, Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah. So there's only eight episodes, like one season out right now. The episodes are like 40 minutes long. Um, but it's really, really good, I think. And, um, the technology that they used to make it was really cool too. Yeah. That, that's super nerdy. I won't get into that, <laughs> but, uh, it's worth checking out if you have Disney plus. So. All right. Yeah. What's yours?
0: Uh, my go-to this week is controversial, but it's rec volleyball. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's controversial.
0: Last minute we sent. we were on a team last year, like last summer slash fall league and we just found out, like, literally on Thursday that they had an opening. And so we were like, okay, let's do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, n- I know there's, like, people that are like, oh, things shouldn't be open yet. And then there's some people that are like, this is the pandemic," But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the place that we go through to do it, they're taking, like, good precautions. They said, like, it's pretty touch and go right now that they're trying to... Um stay within guidelines and like everything's disinfected. You stay six feet apart. You don't get to shake the other team's hand. And like in Is it vo- indoor? No, it's outdoor.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that's
0: fine. And like volleyball in general, you're pretty distant from people. Like you're not like, you mm-hmm. know, sitting on top of each other. And uh
1: not like a wreck twister or exactly. something.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was actually pretty sad because they're a local place that puts on a ton of volleyball leagues and stuff and they said they Mm. almost didn't make it through quarantine that they almost had to close so we're Mm -hmm. supporting local by staying and yeah that's what i tell myself when i feel a little sketched out by it but
1: any amount of risk for the sake of supporting local exactly
0: yeah
1: there you go (laughs) but
0: like it just felt so good to get outside and be around people mm-hmm. and like do something interactive and like that wasn't on Zoom or like yeah you know just to like even talk with your friends like we stayed and ate and we like it was just I I told them I would my energy level I was jazzed I ended up staying till mm-hmm. three staying up till three a.m. because I had so much energy <laughs> from being around yeah. people and I'm not an extrovert so that's like right a big deal but
1: right um, on well i'm glad
0: so hopefully i don't get covid but
1: yeah hopefully if
0: i do i go out
1: hey i went to the ozarks a couple weeks ago and i didn't get covid so (laughs) i think you'll be okay all right let's hope so all right
0: all right guys that's going to do it for this week of relatively relatable be sure to subscribe rate and write a review of our show if you haven't already
1: And to stay connected with us, you can find us on Instagram at Relatively Relatable Pod.
0: Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.